What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio, and we are extremely blessed today, ladies and gentlemen, to be bringing on Coach Demario Warren, the head coach at Southern Utah University, in just a few minutes. Uh, this uh, podcast is really special to me. Number one, uh, SUU has, they were actually our first podcast with Coach Ryan Hunt last year. Uh, we were able to bring him on, uh, talk a little bit of SUU football. Now, it was the first podcast that we ever did, so it was, uh, you know, the best that we could do at the time. We've learned a lot. We've came along uh, a long ways, and we absolutely love and support Southern Utah University here at Get the Ball Rolling uh, because, you know what? It's 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 number one. We're excited to uh, to bring them back on. Uh, also blessed to have the head coach on. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, Coach Warren uh, a couple of times. I was able to uh, go up and watch them practice one time uh, in I, I believe it was. Yeah, it was before the season started. It was during their fall camp. They they allowed us to to go up there and and see it. Uh, you know, uh, this this past year, and then well, I was also able to go up there uh, to the watermelon bash. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, SUU does a great job with integrating, uh, you know, community and sports. Uh, I mean, like it, it really is good. So basically, uh, all of the fall athletes. I mean, I know volleyball was there. I believe soccer was there, and I know football for sure was there. Uh, and they were there and they had, you know, uh, pitchers uh, that, that you could sign, uh, had their schedule out there. You got, you know, free watermelon. So it was a really, really good time uh, to, to go up to Cedar City. Uh, you know, I, I live here in, in St. George. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that's only about 45 minutes away. Uh, you know, uh, probably 35 if you're, if you're driving like a Utah, no, I kid, but no, you know, we're really close. And so, uh, SUU's kind of always been our, uh, uh, you know, home away from home really, because my wife, she, she's alumni from, from Southern Utah. And, uh, so really proud of her on that, but really SUU has a special place for us in our hearts. And, uh, one of the cool things is last year that I was able to do, I also was able to be up there for the Grand Canyon rivalry. Uh, because I run cross country, I, you know, I'm gone, uh, four or five Saturdays out of the, the football season. And then, uh, because of scheduling, like, you know, Weber state, we want to go to Weber state. We want to go to Dixie. We want to go to SUU. We want to go to as many games possible. Uh, I get the ball rolling because you know what, who is a reporter that just sits or, or, or a podcaster who just sits down and watches a bunch of games. Now I am fully, you know, in favor of that. I love sitting on my butt and just watching football. Um, you know, when you can split screen, and I have like, you know, 12 games on and my wife's like vacuuming and I'm like, Megan, I can't hear. No, I'm kidding. But I, but I, I want to go there. I want to experience it. And last year I was able to experience the Grand Canyon rivalry and it was phenomenal. If you guys, you know, have a chance, you can scroll back in, um, our, our sets, uh, you know, our audio and stuff like that. And, uh, I believe I did a specific Southern Utah one, uh, NAU podcast. If not, it will be, you know, the last week of the season, uh, before the playoffs, uh, I believe week 12 or week 13 FCS. Anyway, uh, I kind of break it down. It was such a good game. SUU was flying all over the field. It was a high scoring game. And, uh, ultimately, you know, uh, they were able to, 
to get the win too, which, which was even better. You know, it was a little cold, uh, up there on the mountain, uh, as it usually is in November. And, uh, we were able, it was, or sorry, it was the second to last game, uh, of the season. They, after they went on the road to, to UND, uh, but no, it was 31 to 30. Uh, it can't, I mean, seriously, we're talking coming down to the last seconds, uh, some big turnovers that SUU forced. It was a phenomenal game. I was able to watch uh, a lot of these games. I really wanted to go to that uh, October 12th game, uh, but I was not able to make it up to the Weaver State uh, SUU game. It's always a slugfest. I believe they call it the Beehive Bowl, which is something that I'm really interested in. Uh, you know, with, with, you know, since last year, I've been talking a little bit about Dixie State and, uh, you know, SUU simultaneously because I'm like, you know what, we got to get this rivalry going. Uh, I like the Red Rock rivalry. Now, here in town, we have some some people who have said, like, the Red Rock Rumble, which I think is kind of uh, a lot of, I don't know, I, just, I don't feel like it rolls off the tongue, uh, the tongue is easy. The feud on I-15, uh, the, 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 the country color, you know, rivalry or whatever they call it, or the color country rivalry, uh, just because down here, uh it's it's the red rock and you know i i think it'd be cool to battle for the red rock because actually if you guys have never been to cedar city the, the where the where the stadium sits you can look back uh to the east and they have these beautiful beautiful uh red rocks and and, and it's super super pretty uh but st george as well uh you know where our, our stadium sits in downtown st george i think it'd be awesome to call it the red rock rivalry and uh, i'm excited to ask him a little bit about that excited to kind of get a feel for you know why he came to Southern Utah. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what it is, but people that go to SUU, there are zero complaints. And I, and, and I want to ask him about that. Uh, what makes SUU so special? Uh, you know, uh, just they're just a couple years. I mean, 2017, they went to the FCS playoffs. They, they won the Big Sky, went to the FCS playoffs. Uh, and they played Weaver State at home. So, you know, SUU, this is this is an up-and-coming team. Uh, they were a really young team last year. I think these these guys uh, still got a lot of youth on the team, but they're a lot more experienced. Uh, and I'm really, I, I mean, seriously, I am excited for this upcoming year. So we're going to be pulling on uh, head coach Demario Warren. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll give our analysis after, break down the schedule for all of you T-Bird fans. Uh, let's keep it rolling and bring on Coach Warren. All right, today on the show, we have head coach Demario Warren from the Southern University, Utah uh, T-Birds. Uh, coach Warren took the T-Birds to the 2017 Big Sky uh, champions. They were the champions there, and they were able to get into the FCS playoffs. Uh, he's entering his fifth year uh, as the head coach and the 12th season at, at SUU overall. How are you doing today, coach? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing, doing good. Are you staying safe up there in Cedar City? Yeah, we are, man. It's uh, hasn't been too bad down here, and uh, very fortunate. So, yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't been too much different. If you drive around, there's there's a lot of people out. So, uh, I know there's a lot of things going around the country, but Cedar City's been a, a, a pretty good safe haven. So, let's talk a little bit. We're going to start off a little bit with Cedar City. What brought you to Southern Utah University? Um. I, honestly, just the opportunity to be a, a college football coach. Um, Rich Gangarello was a, a, my OC at, at UC Davis, and he was going to become the OC here. And um, I was playing running back for him at the time, hurt my knee, and was kind of helping out around there with with, uh, with some of the younger backs. 
and he thought I did a good job. And so when he was going to come out here, he thought I'd be a good addition to the staff as a GA and uh, got me introduced to Coach Lamb. Then uh, Coach Lamb offered me the job and Skane pulled out, but but Coach Lamb kept to his word and, and kept me on staff. So it was just an opportunity to come out here and, and coach football. I was coaching basketball at the time and um, I asked my my fiance at the time uh, if she wanted to move to Cedar City and she was all about it. So we uh, we made the move, the leap of faith, and, and it all kind of worked out. Well, there you go. See, my wife, she she actually transferred to Cedar City. I convinced her to move from Idaho down to Southern Utah because I, I was going to school down here. And uh, I don't know what it is, but Cedar City is just a special place. She talks about Cedar City like like she's gone to heaven. I mean, and and why is that? I mean, what makes Cedar City so special? Every single person that goes to SUU, they have zero. I mean, zero complaints. Everyone loves Cedar City. Why is that? Yeah, I, I think it's the people. Um, this place is, is built off hardworking, family-oriented people, and um, people are really genuine here. I mean, my my mother-in-law, when she first came out here, we were at the grocery store, and, and the cashier was being extra nice. And uh, when we left the grocery store, my, my mother-in-law asked me, uh, like, why, why was she acting like that? Like, she thought she was kind of like, um, messing with her and we're like no that's just how people are out here and I think that there's just a lot of great genuine people that that are friendly and, and they care about you I mean we've had uh, three kids since we've been out here and uh, just the support uh, when, when we have a child and, and the people are in the community come and bring us dinners for shoot dang near two or three weeks and there's just so many great people in the in the in the in the town um, and so if you can last longer than six months and, and really get to know the town and the people, uh, you really start to fall in love with the place. Okay. Well, well, there it is. There it's settled. I'll have to tell my wife that. Um, so, so SUU, how would you describe your, the culture that you've cultivated there? I mean, if you could just give us, you know, a couple words or, or a saying, what is your football culture like there up at SUU? Um, the biggest two things that I think I, I try to push is I want our football programs to have uh, more value than just football. And so we want our guys to, to be great students, to be successful off the field. And and so what we have to do as a program is create value and, and, and not only just football, but have them want to be a part of our program because it brings more than, than most programs out there in the country. Um, and the second thing is just connection. Uh, we want our guys to be connected, uh, to have friends that they will uh, be able to um, lean on later on in life, to go to weddings, to get job interviews. And, and in order to do that, we got to bring genuine, high-character young men into our program. And so if we can bring those type of men into the program and we can have those connections, um, that's going to be something that's that's going to going to last a, uh, a lot longer than they're here in schools. So same thing with coaches. If I bring high quality coaches, um, they're going to be able to know each other and connect and be able to get them job opportunities in the future as well. And so I want um, a connection, a deep connection uh, within our program, and, and then bring more value than, than a normal football program. And and that's 
and that's uh, on the field and off the field. Yeah, and I think you guys do a, a tremendous job. I mean, you guys, uh, I was up there last year for the spring game, uh, was able to talk to a couple players, and then you had the watermelon bash uh, towards the, the, you know, before the season started where you guys had all the athletes out there uh, being able to kind of hang out and meet everybody. I think you guys have cultivated, I mean, that connection thing, it's true. I mean, a lot of people came out and were able to meet the players and and uh, really kind of make the, the program personable to the community. Uh, so this last year you guys had, I mean, all-star, uh, center Zach Larson. What was it like being able to coach somebody of his caliber? I mean, just accolades all over the place. What was it like coaching him? Uh, just a blessing. It was, uh, very grateful to have him come through our program. Uh, just, I mean, wish my son grows up to be like him. He, he does everything right, and it has nothing to do with the accolades. It, it's the type of person he is, just the work ethic that he that he has. And um, he was a, a leader by example. Um, anything I challenged the team with, uh, he made sure that he was the standard. If I asked him to, to watch film, he was going to watch the most film. If I asked him to um, dress a certain way, he was going to dress that way to a T. And so – he wanted to be the standard of everything in our program and be the best at what he does. And by him focusing on being the best every single day at everything he does, uh, it, it made him more consistent when the games came around. And that's why he was a three-time all-conference player and all-American and, and won the, the Remington Ward as the best center in the country. And so I think he's just a great example of, of if you try to do your best at everything you do and you pay attention to details – when it, when it matters the most, when you get in those games, when you get in those important moments, uh, your your level of training is going to be um, that way you can be successful. For sure. Yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet Zach and he, everything that you said, he's a very outstanding in, individual. We're cheering uh, for him to, to make it big in the NFL, hoping he gets a shot. So last year, uh, we were able to talk a little bit to, to Coach Hunt on your guys' uh, coaching staff. Uh, we talked a little bit about your goals. Do you feel like you guys were able to accomplish your goals in 2019? And do you like what kind of goals do you have for the 2020 season? Yeah, no, we, we definitely didn't accomplish our goals. Our goals are always to uh, have a winning season, win the Big Sky, and compete for a national championship. And uh, we didn't do those things. And it doesn't matter what year it is, ever since I've been here when Coach Lamb took over, that's been the, the goals. And we really don't change those goals. Um, but it doesn't mean that it was a, a complete failure. I mean, you learn a lot through, through losing. Um, and there's ways that you can get better throughout a tough season. But when you're just talking about goals, uh, we definitely didn't reach our goals and we got a long way to go. But there are some a lot of improvements that we've made from 18 to 19, and I'm really excited about going into 20, um, learning some of those lessons that we learned. For, for sure. And what are you most excited about the 2020 season? Um, just some of these young guys that have been – uh, grinding through the last two seasons, uh, now juniors and seniors. We got a huge junior class that I'm really excited about. Our seniors is is uh, are, are very good, but we just don't have that. We have a bigger number than we had last year, um, and they're great leaders. And so I'm excited to see the seniors' leadership ability shine through. I'm excited about the the depth of the junior class of how talented they are and the struggles that they've gone through. They're really hungry. A group of uh, a group of guys, and then we got a lot of young, talented players that are going to get an opportunity to kind of supplement in instead of having to play these major roles like we've had the last couple of years. And so, 
you're going to have an older team, um, a talented team, and a team that, that should be pretty hungry um, to get back on the winning track. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really liked. I'm going to say, like at that last game of the season, we were. I was there up there uh, for the the Grand Canyon rivalry against NAU. You guys, I mean, the last home game of the season, and you guys played very, very well. And it was a really good note to finish. You know, your home slate. You know, up up on top, and and to be able to you know bring that trophy back to you know in well keep it in Cedar City actually. Um, have you guys? I mean, Chris Helbig uh, announced that he's transferring. Uh, with this whole coronavirus thing, have you guys named a qu- quarterback, or is it going to be you know when we can get back to practice, we're going to start looking at some of our younger guys and 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 you know seeing if we can choose one, or is there a front runner right now? Yeah, we don't have our ROC uh, only had two practices, so he's going to be uh, he he needs a chance to see the quarterbacks that we have, uh, and he needs to see the quarterbacks that are coming in. So we just didn't have time to, to name a starting quarterback. Uh, we have two non-padded practices, so there's a lot of lot of work to do in that area. But we are excited about the guys we have in the, in the building. Awesome. So a couple more questions here, coach. We're, we're here with uh, co- head coach Demario Warren from uh, Southern Utah University. SUU always seems to play extremely well against their rivals. Why is that? I mean, you guys have, you've, you're dominating the NAU series. You play really well against Weaver State. You know, we got this Dixie State thing coming up. Is it, does it mean more to be the teams, I mean, close to us, Big Sky rivals and stuff like that? Or, or is it, do you guys take every single game, you know, one, one week at a time and then, and then that's just, you guys just happen to beat those teams? Why, why is that? Uh, we definitely take one game at a time, but but the rivalries do mean a little bit more. At least it does to me, um, and I hope I, I get that point across to our guys. Um, talking about goals, that that was one goal we did win. We do want to win our rival rivalry games. I mean, those are trophy games. You get to have a trophy, and you get to have it in your in your locker room for a whole year. And so, one thing I like to do is is to tell the history behind uh, some of these these series, and it's been. Um, fun because I've been here for 12 seasons now going into my 13th and there's a lot of stories that you get to tell through these rivalries because you get to play them every year and every team's not like that in the big sky and so um, I, I take a probably 20-30 minutes out of that week and tell different stories that come up and it's not just only the stories it's it's the players that have come before our guys they get to learn a little bit about them they get to see some big plays that they made um, and they get to understand a little bit of, of kind of where we're at in this in this book. And, and every year they get to write their own chapter. And, and on those trophies, you, you have a score and you're part of that year. And so just giving them a little bit of background and, and giving them a chance to understand um, that this is their opportunity to write their chapter. I think it, it hopefully it ties everything together and it gives us a little bit more focus that week. Okay. Now this is a, this was actually submitted from our fans, uh, put it out there. We're going to be talking to you and, uh, you know, Dixie state coming up, they're moving up to, to D one going to be an FCS independent. Um, do you guys have a name? Do you think we'll be able to cultivate a rivalry? I've heard people call it, you know, the red rock rivalry, the color country clash, the feud on I-15. Is there a name that you like, or do you think we'll be able to cultivate a rivalry between, you know, St. George and Cedar city? Uh, are you guys excited to play Dixie? Talk a little bit about that coach. Yeah, I'm super excited to play Dixie. I think there's already a rivalry uh, between Cedar and St. George. So this is just a natural 
thing that that's going to happen now that, that they moved up to Division One, and and so we're we're we cannot wait if this COVID nineteen and all this uh, gives us if they give us an opportunity to play on September first, it is going to be an awesome opportunity, not just for us, but for their their uh, their fans down in St. George and for everybody to come together for a big event. Um, I'm hoping that's uh, able to happen. Um, I think it would be awesome for Southern Utah in general. And, uh, yeah, as far as the naming goes, uh, I haven't thought of it, but looking at those or hearing the four names that you, that you gave me, I, I would probably go with the Red Rock rivalry. That's a, uh, Got a little catchy tune to it. There we go. We got to get a trophy and everything. See, my wife, she's alumni from SUU, and I'm alumni from Dixie. So it's going to mean that rivalry. I think we're going to have a couple bets placed on that game. So it's going it's to be fun. I can't wait to be there. We'll be there, you know, September 1st if, if we can with the whole coronavirus thing. So. Awesome. Yeah, you got to get her on the next interview because she's a, a, a fellow T-Bird. Oh yeah, I know. I gotta bring her on. She's at work right now. I gotta. I'll have to. T- I'll tell her about this. She she loves Southern Utah. That that girl. But thanks so much for your time, Coach. And uh, we'll be cheering for you. We'll be there three or four games up in Cedar City watching you guys compete. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a good one. Now, that was just a fantastic, fantastic interview. Thank you again, uh, Coach Warren. And uh, sorry, I, you know, I needed to let you guys know about the break after that before uh, Coach Warren. But uh, really excited to to talk to him. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful interview uh, to kind of get inside, to pick the brain of, uh, you know, a really smart uh, football mind. Uh, talk football. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I am tired. Uh, you know, week after week, we're you know we're forced to uh, just listen to this kind of sad and depressing news. So it was awesome to just talk football, kind of get away from everything. Uh, also, I wanted to talk uh, again. I, I kind of introduced this, but I wanted to talk about the rivalries because SUU seriously they play very well. I mean, we're talking the last you know six or seven years they have dominated. Uh, the NAU series, they have dominated the Grand Canyon rivalry. Uh, really cool trophy, really kind of a fun, uh, fun atmosphere. If you, you know, if you're down here, uh, if you're either down in, in Flagstaff or in Cedar City, I would definitely go and see uh, that game if you have an opportunity. It's a really fun game. Uh, also, they played extremely well against uh, Weber State. And Weber State, I mean, last year, uh, Weber State went to the semifinals and SUU played them seriously tough uh, up at, at Weber State, um, uh, let me make sure, uh, 40, 14 to 29. So it was still a pretty tough, uh, hard-fought game, and I am excited for this upcoming year uh, for the T-Birds to see where they go. Like I said, in 2017, uh, we're just a few years removed from them You know, winning the Big Sky and going to the the the... FCS playoffs, uh, the first round, and I'm really interested to see uh, where this team can go. Uh, in 2018, they they only won, I believe, they won one game. Uh, in 2018, let me fact check that. Uh, after their, you know, their really big good season, they kind of slipped a little bit. Uh, they went one and ten. This last year, they went three and nine. And I honestly, I see these guys as going up, 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 and up. Uh, you know, they, I believe that they hit a, you know, like Coach Hunt said last uh, last year, they had a few unfortunate injuries. 
They were really young. Uh, now they're going to learn, and now they're going to be back on the up and up. And I really think, uh, just like Sacramento State was last year, kind of a surprise for us in the Big Sky. There's always one team. Uh, you you know, this last year you may have been able to make a an argument about Montana State or Sacramento State, even Montana because Montana, I believe, the year before was six and five. But this next year. I really see SUU getting back to what they were in 2017, back to the dominance. Like you said, you know, once when you get some games underneath your belt, uh, I really think it's going to be uh, beneficial for, for SUU. I think they're going to take this time. Uh, they're going to be able to look back at the tape, see, see what went wrong, what went right. And I really think they're going to come into this fall camp and they're going to be ready to go. Um, this last week, uh, I believe it was Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, this last Wednesday, we're in May. Let me make sure. May 27th, I believe, is when they announced it. But Southern Utah is going to have face-to-face classes, uh, and uh, and then shortly after, Dixie State announced it as well. So, you know, it's looking like we're going to be able to at least have the first game. Uh, they've talked a little bit about, you know, may, you know, if a state wouldn't let them in, blah, blah, blah. That's yet to be seen, so we're not really going to speculate. Uh, number one, I liked the Red Rock rivalry. Got to give a big shout out to to that. We're going to get it going. Like I said last year, we needed to get it going. And uh, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, you know Zach Larson. I was able to meet him. Super great guy. Uh, and then some of the goals. Like I said, you know, if we are Southern Utah, our goal is to win the Big Sky and go to the playoffs and win in the playoffs. That is their goals. And I really, like I said, I'm really high on SUU uh, this year. And uh, having seen them, uh, maybe I'm a little bit more biased to that, but really being there in person, uh, seeing what happened really at the end of the season, these guys really kind of caught fire. Um, and and the Big Sky is no joke, and they even played a you know a pretty tough uh, non-conference schedule. I mean, they they went on the road to UND. UND had to win that game, uh, so that was a tough game. You know, NAU they played Montana State, who went to the semifinals. They beat uh, Idaho State. Had a hard-fought game against UC Davis. The Weaver State they lost to, who also went to the to the semifinals, uh, and then Portland State. So I really think from about Weaver State on. Uh, these guys kind of just caught fire and they weren't taking no for an answer. They even played you and I very, very tough, uh, 14 to 34. I was able to watch that on ESPN. So, uh, you know, I, I never try, I never miss, uh, a game. Let's just say that if I, if I can find it in, uh, the universe is being broadcast somewhere. We will be watching it, but no, uh, this next year, uh, like I've, like we've stated before, uh, Southern Utah opens with, uh, Dixie state after on September 12th, they're going to Logan, Utah, taking on the Aggies of Utah state. Uh, after that short trip up to Logan, they're going to be, uh, on the road again at Sacramento state. Their homecoming game is after that a home against EWU, which is a really intriguing game. And I'm going, you better bet that I will be at that game. I'm, I really want to see Eastern Washington in person. And I really think that SUU should be favored in that game. Uh, Portland state, uh, a lot of people this off season have been talking to, uh, talking about them. They play them home, uh, October 3rd. And let me tell you coming from sea level, going up to Cedar city, uh, even coming from St. George to Cedar city, it is tough. It is hard to go from, um, you know, Portland, uh, Davis, Cal Poly, you know, San, San Luis Obispo, um, Cheney, Washington, going up into the mountains. I really think that SU kind of has this unfair, well, I wouldn't say unfair, but it's just this home field advantage. Uh, just being up on, on the mountain as a runner, uh, you know, we train 
you know, 3,000 feet, but we got to go up on the mountain to race. We have a race up at SU every single year. I, re- I believe their elevations are uh, around 6,000 feet. It is tough. The air is thin. And this is me as a cross-country runner running a 6 or an 8K uh, on, on their golf course. It is tough. I really, you know, I, I try to look at these uh, these teams like, like a EWU, like a Portland State, going up to Cedar City. That is not uh, that is not an easy task to do. Uh, anyway, so afterwards, after the Portland State game on October 3rd, they play NAU uh, on the road. This is the Grand Canyon rivalry. We'll see if these guys can defend it. Uh, NAU just lost their big quarterback, uh, Chase Cookus, I, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, we can fact check that a little bit later on another podcast, but they go on the road. Uh, again, I think that uh, SUU definitely should be favored in this game. They're going to be looking very strong. Afterwards, they take on Ed McCaffrey's new team, UNCO, University of Northern Colorado, at home October 24th. Uh, then they finish up the last, well, I guess four games. I I thought it was only three. Last four games, they play at the University of Montana on uh, Halloween. They play at the University of Idaho up in the the Idaho Dome uh, up there. Uh, Then they play at home November 14th, the Beehive Bowl against Weaver State. I think this is going to be a really critical point because, you know, if if SEU is at six, uh, seven wins at this point, this is going to be a real, I mean, this probably you're playing for uh, a Big Sky or a share of the Big Sky title. Definitely going to be looking there. And then uh, they're going to be finishing up uh, in Abilene, Texas against Abilene Christian University on November 21st. Again, uh, I'm going to have to basically bribe my wife to be able to go up and watch that uh, November 14th game against Weaver State. Excited to watch this SUU team. Again, it's it's going to be tough. This next year, uh, you know, predictions and stuff, uh, just because of the pandemic, we don't know even if they're going to be able to play all of these games uh, or, you know, know if every single one of the participants and uh, the big sky has announced that they'll allow uh, each individual university their own individual you know jurisdiction basically like hey you know uh you know eastern washington we're just not going to play and so you know they'd have a buy there but you know as it sits right now that's what the schedule is that's what we're looking at it's super again super static for uh, this upcoming year for southern utah university but i kind of just got this hunch that these guys are going to be back they're going to be in contention uh for a playoff spot and you know and it would be great because I, I would love to watch more playoff games if you haven't seen an FCS playoff game, you need to. It is absolutely intense, incredible atmosphere. All right, this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, be sure we're going to be bringing on some more guests, uh, so be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow us at Get Rolling Nineteen on Twitter. Uh, it's under my name, Tyler Fessler, uh, who is the host of this podcast. But be sure to follow us with updates and news about college football. Thank you guys for all of your time. Stay safe out there, and until next time, let's keep. Keep this ball rolling.